0: the manhattan district attorney's office has signaled criminal charges against donald trump are likely and imminent and i mean really imminent i've been predicting now for several months very unpopular prediction by me that the first criminal (laughs) indictment against donald trump would come from the manhattan district attorney's office around this time. So let's discuss what's happening on this podcast. Donald Trump, meanwhile, is grifting again. He announced today that he is selling a book about letters that he received from other people. Wow. Very
1: (laughs) exciting. I like how his
2: book book is just a collection (laughs) written by other people.
0: You can't make it up. More (laughs) bad news for Donald Trump. Donald Trump's top campaign lawyer from 2020. It's so embarrassing even saying that Trump's top campaign lawyer from 2020. Jenna Ellis has just entered into a stipulation with a Colorado professional disciplinary court stating that she repeatedly And for selfish reasons, lied about election fraud in the 2020 election for Donald Trump. By the way, she got farted on by Rudy Giuliani (laughs) in 2020, got COVID via fart and now publicly admitted that the whole time, she was a liar. What a run, what a, what a run she MAGA had. MAGA like that, I, I don't know what else says MAGA like that. And President Biden was in Philadelphia on Thursday where he, re, he released his budget proposal that would cut the deficit by $3 trillion. Meanwhile, the GOP spent their Thursday focused on the green M&Ms, Mr. Potato Head, Dr. Seuss, pronouns, drag queens, and genitals. This is the Midas Touch podcast. I'm Ben Marcellus joined by Brett and Jordy. I mean, could the contrast be more stark? And could we have more of these committee hearings, please? Mm-hmm. Like every time these MAGA Republicans hold a Weaponization, or uh, the t- today's hearing was a hearing on the woke.
3: They, they did a hearing on the woke federal government. Could you believe that? You really can't make this stuff up anymore. But, you know, I, I've coined a new term for these Republicans. They are professional rake steppers because all they do is they <laughs> throw out the rake and then they That's go They get, get all excited. And Fox News goes, look how far they just threw that rake. What a great toss. And then inevitably they walk right into it, get smacked in the face. And this is what we're witnessing. I don't think I actually had oh. to smack myself in the face to get the point across. I, there. The animation, I don't think is that was, great, Brett. I don't think it was necessary, but I have, our viewers appreciate it. But this do is we what have the have Lauren
0: to have? Bobert clip? Like, do we could just start off by showing Bobert stepping on the rake because oh, it boy. just shows it just shows you exactly what they do. Like they keep because they don't read because they don't care about facts, because they're used to going on Fox, because their fascism is cyclical or whatever Jordy's whatever hey, Jordy's, Let's go. you were a fan. I knew you liked that phrase. Let's well, go. Beca- be, uh, because their fascism is cyclical or they're used to going on Fox and not getting rebutted by like the facts, they'll just keep mentioning things that happened when Trump was the president, I'm like, remember when the Biden administration, back in October of 2020, told Twitter this? It's like, okay, you realize that Trump was the president in 2020. They were the <laughs> government, then, you know, or or when one of the things that Boebert was trying to explain in this hearing today about how woke the federal government is, and 25 percent of the federal government is working from home because that's one of the things that they're saying is so woke, so woke, and. And 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 the person she was asking the question uh, to was like, "You anyway, I won't, I won't ruin it. Just watch the clip, play the clip." You're yeah. not
4: aware of any employee taking um, something that one would consider a vacation time and bringing their computer and maybe logging in just a portion of that time or not at all. We have we have more than twenty five percent of federal employees not logging, not logging into work, and they're teleworking congresswoman I, I do take issue with the characterization that 25 percent of individuals are not it's, logging it's in. in this leaked document right here that we just submitted into you the record you're basing that from 2020 which was in the last administration and I can't speak to that
0: remember when <laughs> remember when Gates wanted and actually did introduce into the record like the Chinese Communist propaganda newspaper and said do you have any reason to doubt it and the Biden administration official as well? Usually, it's not my custom and practice to rely on the uh, propaganda from the Chinese Communist yeah. Party, but yeah. That's, yeah, professional,
3: that's professional professional rake, rake steppers, steppers uh, MAGA Republicans, professional rake steppers. You know, the more they speak, you know, it's almost like yes. you know, maybe you didn't actually like Trump as much as you thought. Because you seem to have an issue with everything that happened under while he was president, and you just are now kind of realizing it when you actually get out of your bubble and actually try to do these hearings and speak to actual experts and people with intelligence. All of a sudden, you get smacked in the face with the facts, and you're like, "Oh, oops, um, that's, that's, that's my bad. I, I I didn't mean to do that." And there's plenty more professional rake stepping where that came from today, and you know throughout all these hearings. In the past how, how about they all like it's how about it being exposed we know that it's all a grift
0: right but sometimes you just wonder like okay behind the scenes like are do they really believe these things that they're saying because these MAGA Republicans they say things that are so idiotic so insanely traitorous so down a conspiracy theory rabbit hole that sometimes you just wonder like what are they really saying privately? Are they like, this is all a big scam. Ha, ha 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 ha. We hate this and we're making a bunch of money. So we love it. Well, the answer to that question, a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are actually saying that. And like, we'll talk about it more in this episode. But as you go through the messages, for example, from Tucker Carlson,
2: Tucker,
0: Tucker Carlson is saying things like, I hate Donald Trump with passion. I, I absolutely hate this guy and I can't. This is the actual message from Tucker Carlson. This isn't like a meme. This is, these are Tucker Carlson's actual messages. Pull it back up one more time. He goes, I hate him, referring to Donald Trump. I hate him passionately. I blew up at Peter Navarro today in frustration. I actually like Peter. But I can't handle much more of this And then there's like another thread of Tucker speaking with a, a producer of his um, and on the producer he's he just goes in yeah so this is the, this so anyone wants who's looking at the format on TV for those on the audio you can't see it because you're on audio but but go go, go, go on the YouTube very astute, <laughs> get very astute Go on the YouTube though to watch and we, we've tweeted this out and posted it in all the different locations. This is actually the format. That it looks like when you go through the e-discovery process and the e-discovery vendor um, basically takes a forensic image of a phone that's what this that you that, that you'd be looking at and so behind the scenes you have the producer saying things to Tucker like, and and pull it back up. The press conference has gone bananas, referring to a Giuliani press conference from November of 2020. And then Tucker's like, I keep hearing that so bad. I really want to ignore it. Cindy Powell and Rudy Giuliani are fucking liars. And then they're mocking the conspiracy theories that Tucker then spreads right? And so the conspiracy theory that they mock, the producer goes to Tucker in a sarcastic way. By my count so far, the election was stolen by a coalition of Soros and Nicholas Maduro and various software companies and small time gangsters not making any of that up. Oh, I left out Cuba and China. And Tucker's response is, about Trump and these conspiracy theories. It's all so desperate and deranged at the same time. And Rudy's hair color has been dripping along his face for 40 minutes. It's still happening. And then on the next messages, he sends <laughs> photos of Rudy Giuliani
3: with the hair dye. Drip. These could be our private. I was message. going to say that literally sounds like a Midas touch video talking about how desperate and deranged Donald Trump is mocking Rudy for the hair dye situation. It could be a Midas touch video right there. And it likely does match our text messages from the day, but it really shows you the grift that is happening at Fox. It shows you why they are so dangerous. And you also see that they made a really bad prediction at the time. And their prediction was, Donald Trump's going to be going away in a little bit. So we, we're we not going to have to hear from this guy at all soon. So let's just try to ignore this stuff all right now. And then we'll get past them and, and maybe something will happen to him and he'll be Old news that was the worst decision ever. But what these texts real that was the worst prediction ever. But what these texts really do expose, which I don't think people are appreciating enough, is just how fragile. Fox News is. Just how fragile of an organization it is. And they themselves even say this, and we're even seeing this now as we start to see the response from Fox employees who are speaking off the record to organizations about the release of these documents from the Dominion case. And you see them being, I can't believe how much in an uproar and how scared Fox, this institution, this mega institution is, of these upstart networks like Newsmax and OAN. That's what you see time and time again. And by the way, we're seeing now the communications from 2021 and 2020. Just imagine what the communications are right now, currently at Fox. I bet they're using a private encrypted signal chats that auto-delete this time. I bet that's the lesson (laughs) that they learned. But you could bet You could be so sure right now that they are terrified, that they right now are feeling like they are once again. Put in an existential crisis. And they have Tucker Carlson right now and their main, their main anchors who do their primetime shows. They are doubling down, tripling down because their back's against the wall and they have no other move right now other than to just go all in on the BS. And it'll be interesting to see where this all lands. But you gotta know, this is an existential crisis for Fox, whether they want to put on that false bravado or not every single night.
2: And it just goes to show, if you you know digging into this, and we say this all the time, more specifically with these GQP politicians, but we'll talk about it here with Tucker and the Fox New- News quotes staff. Man, they don't care about the country. They're just trying to line their pockets and take advantage of uh, of of people in our our society. It, it's it's desperate and it's sad and it's depraved. And they cloak themselves like this news network that that wants to get you the truth, and they just play on these 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 people who are just so. Just just deceived, ultimately. And I know I'm giving a lot of Fox viewers here just just a lot of cover. But ultimately, that's what's going on. They're playing to these people's just worst inhibitions and trying to – just destroyer democracy to
3: line their pockets with money. Here's the thing that upsets me and some of the things that I've seen over the past few days cuz I saw yesterday, you know, something a lot of people often wonder. Okay, you're telling this to us, Midas Touch, but is this reaching the Fox bubble? We have to reach the MAGA bubble. And so the image that we did of those texts has made mm. its way mm-hmm. around. The Fox bubble has made its way around MAGA. I've seen it pop up on all the various MAGA forums. I saw that MAGA person on Twitter, Bridget Gabriel, or whatever name she's using this week. I saw her post it and go, I certainly hope this is not true, because if it's true, this seems pretty bad. The comments, the comments make you want to just cower, just make you want to just cringe and go, come on, please. Why, why, why? Because you read the comments and the comments are all like, fake. No fake news. No, no way. No way. This is Photoshop. No, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. And it's that kind of ability, inability, when when you are confronted with the facts, when you are confronted with actual evidence. This isn't fabricated. This didn't just appear out of nowhere. These were texts that were turned over by Fox, by Tucker Carlson, by Sean Hannity, that are in a court filing. These are real, whether they want to believe it or not. But they have been so brainwashed by Fox. And now they are kind of in a power position with Fox where they are demanding, Fox, feed me lies. Keep lying to me. I like the lies. I can't live. I need my safe space with Fox. It's really sad to see. It's really pathetic, honestly.
0: You know, one of the things that cult deprogrammers will tell you, the hardest part sometimes about getting somebody out of a cult is because they're so all in, for them to get out of the cult is to admit that their entire existence over the past number of years has been an utter lie and that they have been pursuing very passionately things that were false. And it's very hard to pull people out because they don't want to admit it publicly Um, also You know there's so here's the thing jordy where you were talking about the fox viewer there's and 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 someone who went on our patreon uh chat the zoom that we have brought you know brought this question up and maybe we'll 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 post this one as well we do this exclusive patreon chat for our patreon members if you go to patreon.com slash midas chat where we do this zoom uh patreon.com slash midas touch and the person said look there's just so much information coming at me from all of these directions and, and, and all of these issues. And like, and it's, and it's overwhelming, right? And sometimes to convey the truthful information and come up with solutions is a little bit harder. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a little bit more complicated to address reality and the complexities that exist and have an intelligent conversation. And where Fox, what Fox does is Fox exploits the complexity that exists in modernity. They exploit that situation and try to simplify it down to a word or a slogan without by distracting people from the solution so that Fox can then achieve an ultimate aim, which its goal is, which is basically to make a lot of money. To pick people's pockets at the end of the day, so that billionaires can get even richer than they already are. Right? That's the end aim here, the end design. We we see the messages, right? And 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 it's callous. It's it's really about the money. And it's, it, it's, you may say that's obvious. It's always about the money, but they are. It's a zero sum game where Fox is saying, look we don't care if we destroy this democracy. We're okay with a Russian style oligarchy so long as we keep making money. Screw this American democracy. We we don't care about American democracy anymore. So let's keep on feeding people lie after lie after lie. And then rather than address what the real issue is, On immigration, rather than let's talk about comprehensive immigration policy, rather than let's trying to fix it, let's just call an entire group of people rapists. Let's just say that, and let's just repeat it over and over and over again, and let's distract from actually how to come up with solutions, and then the large media networks don't do even a much better job. They'll let the both sides thing happen and have it become like a ping pong match of two idiots who don't even really know what they're talking about. So that's ultimately what we're trying to build here is to reimagine and re-envision what the media is and speak to people intelligently and to have the serious conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And 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 what's so wild about that is that that really doesn't exist. That <laughs> hasn't existed before. Let's cover the issues with the detail that it does. So, when I go over what took place in a court hearing, mm-hmm. I don't just give you like I don't just start shouting. I go let's let's read the filing. People like that. They go, I like when you read the court filing. I, I trust what you say, Ben, but it is helpful that I see the filing and I could share the filing. And so, Brett, when you talk about the fact that you know a lot of the people are brainwashed, they legitimately are brainwashed. If you go back to the plan that created Fox, the memo from the 1970s, it's, the plan is actually called creating like GOP state-led media. That was Roger Ailes' plan in the Nixon administration. The purpose was to create propaganda state-run TV to brainwash Americans. That's it. So it is doing what it's set out to do. So now we are in a process of having on a mass scale, on a national and international scale, of deprogramming of deprogramming that. And we're at a pivotal moment and juncture right now where there is this cognitive dissonance in the face of, whoa, whoa, whoa. If, I, if, if Tucker's really saying that and I'm a mark and I've been going to all my family dinners and all of these times with friends and I've been just repeating everything he said, what does that make me? How does that make me look and what we on the pro-democracy community, though, have to do now hmm. is not say to those people, that makes you an idiot. Exactly. It, it, we can't do that. What we have to say is, look, there is this majority, this pro-democracy community. We love our country. We love our constitution. We, we love it, but we don't love it in a performative way. We live it. We live it, and we try to implement policies to make things actually better than just empty slogans. That's what we do here. You you should be a part of... This team and all the stuff that they're telling you about the leftist and the woke and all of that, it's it's BS. It, it's just completely fake propaganda stuff. So let's be the solution together.
3: That's what we got to do. And Ben, unfortunately, I I think also though, I think the both sides networks, I'm not talking about Fox here, but I'm talking about a lot of the mainstream networks. And, and I have a lot of respect for a lot of the reporters on a lot of these networks. I'm not speaking about all of them, but a lot of these both sides networks works have also programmed people to always expect the worst. The worst. There's always a lot of doom and gloom and one of the things that we try to do here is just present the facts. When mm-hmm. there was this phony red wave narrative before the midterms, we brought on the experts. We brought on Simon Rosenberg and Tom Bonnier, who were going through the data, who saw the people who had already voted in early voting. And they said, wait, 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 hold, hold up a second, hold up a second. This polling seems like BS because I'm looking at the data right now of people who have actually voted and it's not showing anything near a red wave. It's showing a very tight election here. And we keep seeing this time and time again, where we're letting people and and, uh, many of our followers, people are getting gaslighted by the mainstream media networks to believe a narrative that is simply not true. And perhaps the latest narrative here is the narrative that we are seeing right now out of New York with the criminal case against mm-hmm. Donald Trump, and we could get into that in a bit. But the thing that we did here is what did we do? We had Alvin Bragg come on the show. We yeah. did a whole interview with Alvin Bragg, Karen Friedman, Magnifilo, and by the way, we took a lot F. of a. Heat. we took a lot of heat for that interview. And Ben, you could go into that too. But Ben, from the beginning, and you've been saying this for months now. Because there's new New York Times story just dropped right before that we came on the podcast that said indictments in New York for Donald Trump, criminal indictments from Alvin Bragg are likely and imminent, and that Donald Trump has been informed about that. So we could dig into the story, but this is something, Ben, that you have been saying for months. And and before you even go into the whole thing, I just want to say that listeners of this podcast, listeners of the Political Beatdown podcast with Michael Cohen Mm -hmm. and Ben over here, by the way, if you're not subscribed to Political Beatdown with Michael Cohen and Ben Micellis, do that right now. Subscribe right now on audio because Michael Cohen is the main witness right now in this New York case. He's going to be speaking in front of the criminal grand jury. And so if you want to hear the up-to-date happenings of what is going on, everything that he's able to tell us, you got to subscribe to political beatdown to get the updates. But if you've been listening, you've heard Ben's predictions. So you may have not have been surprised with the New York Times news, but people who have not been listening to the Midas Touch podcast, this probably came out of left field for them. So Ben, what happened today? And of course, you know, You know, Ben, I had to dig up the clip of you calling this from day one, which we could play here. I
0: appreciate you. I appreciate you pulling up that clip. But Alvin Bragg has informed Donald Trump that he will be invited if he wants to show up next week uh, to speak before the criminal grand jury that is impaneled. Why isn't Donald Trump being subpoenaed? Because he's not needed to be there. So he's giving an opportunity to tell his side of the story before a criminal grand jury that has the authority to indict Donald Trump. And this is in the Manhattan district attorney's process, always in almost all circumstances, if you just follow their protocols, that is the precursor to an indictment and a precursor to an indictment that is imminent. And by imminent, we're talking about weeks, days, weeks, not months. This would be the very last phase of, okay, you can show up next week. If you don't show up, Donald Trump would have to waive immunity, Uh, otherwise you're given immunity under the New York grand jury procedures, which obviously Donald Trump's not going to waive immunity, which means he could be prosecuted for speaking before the uh, criminal grand jury for what he says that could be used against him. He'll likely do what he did before the New York attorney general, which is invoke his Fifth Amendment, but the New York AG case is a civil case. Um, but this is the process that would take place right before an indictment. And you know, when we had Alvin Bragg on the show, I mean, the comments against Bragg were to say people disliked Bragg. I mean, I, I've I, it, people wanted Bragg arrested. I mean, that's what some yeah. of the comments were. And I mean, arrest Bragg, throw Bragg in jail. and and, and my point was, I understand the frustration based on the fact that the prosecutors who Cy Vance brought on, Pomerantz and Dunn, that they quit, they said bad things about Bragg, it looked like they were on a process to indict that felt imminent, and it felt like Bragg was, whatever the expression was, like pulling the rug from underneath people who thought, oh, there was about to be an indictment, and Bragg, you're coming in, and you screwed it up but all i can do is follow the data which is bragg's been a career prosecutor one of the most well established successful prosecutors in america and and certainly you know the top person you'd want for this job in new york in terms of experience like it's an elected position so you don't always get the most qualified person but bragg is literally the most qualified person for that job. And one of the things I said is, look, it looks like Bragg is building his own team that he trusts. He wants his own team of lawyers. Also, Bragg's strategy to me was that he's not going for the grand slam right away. He's going to maybe go hit a single, then he's going to go for a double or triple then he's going to go for the grand slam. Meaning the first thing he does is prosecute the Trump organization. Donald Trump isn't a criminal defendant and, and uh, Bragg gets 17 felony uh, charges, uh, gets Trump organization convicted on 17 felony charges. And Bragg gets to see, okay, who's Trump's lawyer? What does the jury think? What's going to happen? And Bragg sees the jury hated Donald Trump. They hated the Trump organization. The jury wanted Trump indicted. Uh Bragg gets, gets his first win. So then you move on and look, New York Attorney General Letitia James is doing the case on all of Donald Trump's fraudulent financial valuations. That's a civil lawsuit, which would basically shut down the Trump organization from doing business. She's seeking at least $250 million in damages, but likely will be seeking in the billions of dollars when she gets her case before the jury. It's going to be heard October 2nd of 2023. Bragg isn't giving up on that case, the criminal side of that case. Remember, New York Attorney General Letitia James is pursuing the civil side of that case. And Bragg's saying, look, I may, you know, I, I, I'm still investigating the criminal stuff there, but let's focus on a slam dunk case, an easy case. Donald Trump's hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. We know that the payment was made. We know that the $130,000 first went from Cohen uh, to Stormy Daniels. We know that then Donald Trump paid back Cohen, misclassified it, which is the crime misclassification of business records. When you add on top of that a campaign finance violation because it happened right before the election, that makes it a felony. Trump gets, it's a, as a felony, Trump could go to jail for four years. It's a simple case. You don't really have to worry about it dragging on with all of this discovery that could take you know years and years and years and decades. Like let's remember, like those Nixon cases, first off, Nixon was pardoned, so there was no real accountability there. Those Nixon cases are from like 1982. So to me, Bragg's strategy was boom let's get a criminal conviction. We got the organization. Let's get the criminal conviction. Let's throw Trump in Rikers early. And then we're not giving up the broader case. Let's still investigate that and then go after him for the broader case as well. That's the plan that I always thought was going on. And I Mm -hmm. wasn't guessing. I wasn't, I was speaking with the experts. I saw what was happening. You know, the experts have to be careful as they're not going to say things they're not allowed to say. But if you just listen to what people are saying and you follow the data, it's actually fairly obvious where this thing was headed. So, Brett, I know you've got my clip. So this is from several months ago at this point. Um, and this was right just after a little over a month ago. It's, it's
3: from January 14th uh, of this year. So it's from several, it could be two. Yeah, yeah, I, I think several I think several's about four. I would say a couple is two. I think it's somewhere. like a
2: couple is two. Yeah, that's kind of a <laughs> couple is two, several is three or four. That's yeah, the analytics. Okay, so this measure.
0: was
3: when I said
0: I was I've been saying this is the, the, the clip that we could find, but I've been saying this for a long time. So play the clip of what I previously said. I also want to say this. What if Alvin Bragg criminally indicts Donald Trump in the next two months or three months or six months? What if that happens? What if Bragg becomes the first? Uh, district attorney to do that. I mean, we know he's criminally investigating Donald Trump. We know that he's brought in someone named Matthew Colangelo, who's a top prosecutor who worked with the attorney general's office in New York and who was the number three position in all of the Department of Justice, Who's uh, civilly prosecuted Donald Trump before and succeeded, who took down the Trump charities and who helped uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James prepare her massive fraud civil lawsuit against Donald Trump seeking at least $250 million. The reason that I don't want to condemn or prejudge Alvin Bragg is because through my own perspective as a lawyer where things don't happen quickly in my cases that I have, and things take place over significant time, I know that you you can't necessarily judge somebody by what happens in a year or two years or even three years, because I'll say this, everybody who rightfully is outraged at Alvin Bragg right now, the moment that Bragg criminally indicts, if he does, I think will all of a sudden be saying, okay, Alvin Bragg's a hero. Alvin Bragg's great. Great job, Alvin Bragg. You know, you did it, you know, congratulations. And I think they'll, but all of this stems from the fact that Trump is such a despicable flagrant criminal. He has so tortured this country and has put people through such distress and despair and there doesn't seem to be anyone doing anything about it. And so I understand where the I understand where it's coming from. The only perspective that I can provide is one that I share the anger, but I could only share with you this alternative perspective, not alternative. I think it's complementary. I could be both incredibly angry at Alvin Bragg, say what the heck happened with Pomerantz and Carrie Dunn, but also at the same time recognize that Bragg's the only district attorney in the entire country who's successfully criminally prosecuted a Trump entity to date, that he's continuing to do the investigations. And He's able to take action now that he's built this foundation, frankly, a stronger foundation than we've seen anywhere else in the country right now. I mean, just think about it. There's democratically appointed district attorneys in places across the country and cities across the country that have jurisdiction against Donald Trump who aren't doing anything. They're not getting criticized the same way Alvin Bragg is, but perhaps they should be getting criticized equally because they're doing literally nothing. And they have jurisdiction because Trump businesses are within their purview, but they're not doing anything. Alvin Bragg, at least, is doing something. And my own kind of final view on him is to be determined. But right now I'm angry. I share you, but I want to give you at least that perspective because I think there's a high likelihood based on the information that he's developed, based on the successful criminal prosecution, the information he's obtained. I wouldn't be surprised if in March or April you replay this video in January with the criminal indictment and I could point to it and say, look, this is look. I, I, I at least gave you that indication that I thought something like that was ha- that something like that was happening. Well, we are March or April. You know, that's when I predicted. They that's grow. what the says. They but look, grow. I still see certain comments that says he won't do it, though. No one's ever going to do it. And so when people are saying that in the chat, I don't know where you're getting your information from because I, I, I am just telling you that he will. I'm not trying to get your hopes up. I've I've had podcasts and episodes where I tell mm-hmm. you this bad thing is going to happen. So I don't know who I actually do know certain instigators on social media who continue to lie. I know yeah, the large yes. media now will continue to pump in bad information, but he he will. I I don't know how else to say it. This move that he just made indicates that he will. So I I don't (laughs) think I deserve you know, people are gonna be like, Oh, Ben, you predicted it, you called it. Yeah, but it's like seeing the cumulonimbus cloud. You know I love cumulonimbus. It's like seeing the cumulonimbus cloud over you know, I love cumulonimbus. You know, I've over learned. the it's sky your cloud. It's your and been seeing cumulonimbus because I did well in my earth science class. And I'm like, that cumulonimbus is going to bring lightning. And then like, whoa, you called the lightning? I'm like, yo, it's a cumulonimbus. And
5: then,
0: <laughs> 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 and, 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 and then one other point, the then, then other, <laughs> other comments like, tell us, Ben, you know, what do we win here? No extradition from Florida, a slap on the wrist. Again, I don't know where those comments are. I appreciate it, but I don't know what that means he he is going to be tried in new york he is going to have to show up to new york and spending 2 to 4 years at rikers island while the other criminal charges are brought, it, it, it isn't a slap on the wrist. So anyway.
3: Don't let these instigators on social media, on the major news networks, don't let them do to you what Fox is doing to their audience. And I think that exactly. you watching this, you listening to this, I know that you're better than that because you're here for the actual information. So don't let them the same way that when Fox, when Fox viewers are confronted with the reality of what Tucker is saying behind their back, when you're confronted with the facts about what is actually happening here, don't just recoil and say, no, that's not true. No, that's not true. Take a breath mm-hmm. and 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 try to process it. I I really encourage you because those doomsayers are doing you no good whatsoever. And we need to reprogram that thinking because what we saw, I mean, we've seen this time and time again, brothers, like we, we saw this during the election. We saw this during the yeah, the, yep. the, the red wave. The, we got the same sorts of, wave, comments. we saw the, we got the same comments. We got the, you're same getting range. our oh, hope yeah. up. Yeah, this is hopium. How dare you? Yeah. It's, we're going to get killed. We're going to lose 40 seats in the house. We're going to lose the Senate. How could you be saying this? And we're like, I, I, that's nice of you to say. I don't know where you're getting this information from, but that's not the data that we're seeing. So if you, if that's
0: what you're saying, from 40, million, 40, we had forty million early votes. So what better data set can you possibly have than the twenty twenty
3: election when <laughs> Biden won, when they were still counting the votes, and it became it became abundantly clear that the remainder of the votes to come in. We're going to lean in Biden's direction and that he would for sure be winning the presidential election in 2020. And I said that people said, you're going to, don't talk too, don't talk too soon. Don't say Trump is winning. I'm going, I'm turning off the TV. I'm done. I'm out. I'm done. It's over. I said, I'm just telling you the date. Like we're just telling you the data here. These are the numbers. And I know I understand. And it's like you said in that clip, it's, it's, I don't fault people because the last few years under Trump and with these MAGA Republicans post-Trump's presidency, all they do is inflict trauma on all of us as a nation. All they do every single day is try to beat you down so that you think just like that. But you have to. You have to. I'm urging you. I'm urging you to confront that feeling to stand up to it, to look it in the face and go, no, I'm not I'm not going to cower to that. I'm not going to buy into that narrative. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to look at the data. I'm not going to look at the, at the loudest voices in the room. I'm going to analyze it quietly and come to a conclusion. That's all I'm asking. Jordy, sorry, I know you wanted to speak.
2: No, that about- was an excellent Nimbus. point. It's not about the Nimbus clouds, although Brett, pretty much verbatim said what i wanted to say but i'll just say it a, a little bit different because ben i did see those those doomsayer comments as well when you were going through that just now but overwhelmingly 80 90 of the audience they know exactly what this channel is built on, what the Midas Touch Network is built on. And that's just incredibly well-researched, analytic, data-driven network. And we don't try and gaslight our audience into believing this or or that just because it makes for a good narrative. In fact, overwhelmingly, the majority of our audience, and this is why we're so close to 1 million subscribers on YouTube. If you're listening to this, go subscribe right now. uh, It's why they come here. They, They can actually trust us. They could actually understand that what we're going to tell them isn't, isn't something that we just want them to believe because no, that's the old school way. That's the old network. That's legacy media. That's BS, man. That's not what we do. No matter how much it pains us or no matter how much it excites, we're going to tell you the truth as is. And, and, and he, that's and ultimately your point, why Jordy. the channel
0: continues to grow. And to your point, the public sentiment was clearly against Alvin Bragg, right? And if this was kind of the Fox mindset, what I would have done is been like, you know what would be really good for our subscribers? And what would be really good is let me go all in and dislike Alvin Bragg. Mm -hmm. But instead it was like, let's let Alvin Bragg speak on the network. Let's have the former number two of the entire office, ask the questions that y'all want to hear or should hear, and then let's form a judgment about it, even if if the Might is Mighty are, are temporarily upset because they're hearing all these things about Alvin Bragg elsewhere, the way to build trust over time is to ask, is to speak honestly, even if it counters a narrative where it would have been far more popular for me to push a narrative that was widely popular, but that I disagreed with because the data was showing otherwise. We have a lot more to talk about on this episode, like Donald Trump's top campaign lawyer Jenna Ellis, who was farted on by Rudy Giuliani. And Ben, this is Donald things.
3: Trump responded to the news of the likely indictment through his people. We definitely got to hit that and bring that oh, to I like you that that. absolutely. Oh, after the break,
0: but Yeah, but we'll also talk about how his top campaign lawyer who was farted on just admitted <laughs> that she lied about everything to a court. That and more after this quick break. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Magic Spoon. Growing up,
2: cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But as I got older, I had to watch out for sugar and empty carbs. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but high protein and less sugar. Magic Spoon has replicated your favorite childhood cereals to taste good, but each serving contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net grams of carbs per serving. It's a keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free way to relive those moments watching your favorite cartoons. Plus, it's only 140 calories a serving. It's like there's magic in every spoon. With over eight unique flavors, you won't get bored of feeling good with Magic Spoon. My favorite is peanut butter, but they also have flavors like cocoa, blueberry muffin, maple waffle, honey nut, and birthday cake. And now get this, Magic Spoon is dropping limited-edition flavors, strawberry milkshake, and peaches and cream. They taste like dessert and are absolutely delicious. They're only available for a little while, so grab these one-of-a-kind flavors while you can. Head to magicspoon.com slash Midas to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try the magic for yourself. And be sure to use our promo code Midas at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Midas, and use the code Midas to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this. Oh, hey, when did you get here? Let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Henson Shaving. Look, everyone knows how annoying cheap razors are. The cuts, the irritation, the frustration. And don't get me started with subscription razor services, the headaches that those can cause. That's why you gotta meet Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS. That's the International Space Station and Mars Rover. And now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. Razor blades, they're like diving boards. The longer the board, the more wobble, The more wobble, the more nicks, cuts, and scrapes. A bad shave, it it isn't a blade problem. It's an extension problem. By using aerospace-grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just .0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of human hair. That means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave. It gets better. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, Henson shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, and no obsolescence. The Henson razor, it works with standard dual edge blades to give you that old school shave with the benefit of new school tech. Once you own the Henson razor, it's only about $3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. My first shave with the Henson razor was incredibly refreshing. The design is sleek and the durability is top notch. The Henson razor is truly much better than your run of the mill quote unquote traditional razor brand. And the affordability factor is absolutely game changing. No more wasting your money on expensive blades. With Henson shaving, you get a year of blades for just five dollars okay so here's what you have to do it's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime visit hensonshavingcom slash midas to pick the razor for you and use code midas and you'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor just make sure to add them to your cart that's 100 free blades when you head to h-e-n-s-o-n S H A V I N G dot com slash Midas and use code Midas. <laughs> Jordy,
0: those ad reads are just so good. Like we if were-
2: you're in the market for those products, use our promo codes, please. It's awesome. It helps the show. Magic spoons, absolutely delicious, and Henson shaving is the best.
0: So Donald Trump, through a spokesperson, has issued a response to the news that the Manhattan District Attorney has signaled that criminal charges are uh, likely and that they are imminent. Here is the statement from Trump's spokesperson. Um, And you know it's serious when it's not like all in caps and is actually from Trump's spokesperson. Um, This is what it says. The Manhattan District Attorney's threat to indict President Trump is simply insane for the past five years the DA's office has been on a witch hunt investigating every aspect of President Trump's life and they' and they've come up empty at every turn and now this the fact that after their intensive investigation the DA is even considering a new political attack is a clear exoneration of <laughs> President Trump in all areas a twist. President Trump was the victim of extortion then just as he is now it's an embarrassment to the democrat prosecutors and it's an embarrassment to new york city wow keep keep that up there's a lot to unpack there so the fact that after an investigation they've found the facts um, to criminally indict, because that's usually why you do in an investigation to pursue the facts and make sure that you dot all your I's and cross your T's. For Donald Trump, a lengthy investigation is proof of exoneration. And I guess what he's preparing his defense to be right here is that Stormy Daniels extorted him. Is is, is that it? It's an ex- so now mm. it's an extortion defense. I thought it was, I thought his his defense was, what do you call it? The, the, the no affair and no. The- there
3: stormy horseface the the the, yeah who wrote this you think? trump spokesperson is it did john baron is that the is that the trump spokesperson well, I, I, i'll tell <laughs> you
2: what though what's what's also fascinating about what we had just pulled up is for those uh listening exclusively that was done on like the iphone notes app right so that's how scared and frustrated that trump was that he can't he couldn't even put it on his doofy letterhead that's how much he wanted to get that statement out so quickly that they looks like it's written on the iphone notes app right fellas
0: Right, right, fella. Um, I think, <laughs> I think that, um, there'll be a message on his social media platform any minute now, probably even at the same time that we're recording. And I wouldn't be surprised, but we will keep you updated there. But that is a statement, though, that one shows how scared he is. Um, and two, though, ultimately reveals what I suppose his defense is going to be, um, because He, it's a buttoned up case. That's what I, that's what I meant. You know, like you have all the documentation. So now I guess they're posturing and saying now for the first time that he was extorted by Stormy Daniels. Is is that, is that what they're going to uh, claim? But, uh, that'll be an interesting one. But again, indictments are imminent. But let's talk about some more bad news uh, for Donald Trump. Jenna Ellis, everybody remembers Jenna Ellis, like the worst lawyer of all time. Alina Habba is a worse lawyer because Alina Habba does a better job pretending at least that she's smart. Like Alina Haba is more dangerous because Alina Habba goes into court
3: Like Jenna Ellis knew- By the way, Ben, that's the lowest bar you've ever put for a lawyer. She's more dangerous as a lawyer because as a lawyer, she goes into court. Get this, get this, a lawyer in court. (laughs) Jenna Ellis would
0: be- at the lobby of the Ma- like they would hold the fake court hearings <laughs> at the Marriott conference rooms and I'm sorry it's not probably not a Marriott whatever the conference rooms are <laughs> where where and that's where she would sit there with Giuliani so they'd hold these fake hearings because they weren't being Able to hold real hearings where they were actually rules of evidence because they didn't have any evidence at all. Um, but anyway, that's why she is not quite as bad as Alina Abba. But like you'll remember, she was sitting next to Giuliani in this one famous hearing, and then Giuliani farts on her. She then <laughs> It's, it it happened like it's not an exaggeration <laughs> I know. she then gets covid we did a whole video of this that maybe we'll we'll find <laughs> where i'm not going to play the whole video where she got covid via fart and then she blocked yeah. me and you from her twitter account yeah. um after pointing out that she got covid via fart but here just play the clip and everybody make sure you have to listen you have to listen carefully to this so pay attention and i want to be clear last- too
2: this isn't a sound effect that we added. This is exactly. <laughs> this is the your if you're if you're listening with
0: a
3: subwoofer, this may literally blow you away. So stand by. <laughs> play the, the answer. Have a point
5: of order. The answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth. Okay, do it.
0: It gets me. I do it one more time. Do it one more
5: time. Play, play, it, play the it. Answer, Have a point of order. The answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth.
0: <laughs> what makes the video extra funny? Oh, no. and, 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 I, and I'll try not to be so immature. But what, what makes the video? I make so no such funny. promises. <laughs> <laughs> what makes the video so funny is her reaction to it. Like she, you see her. She goes, "He just farted on me," and she doesn't know what to do. And her face is reflective of like, how did I even get like? It, it was a whole life. Existential <laughs> realization at that at that moment. Here, just play 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 it one more one time. More,
5: one
4: more time. One more time. Analyze the pause as well.
3: A, a single. Witness. Like he stopped. He stopped. He paused for a yeah. He's done that before. He's done that before. And then her face, she darts her her, her eyes just dart towards Rudy. Like, yo, you know, it's, like, it's almost you like know, he did it again. Like, yo, again.
0: Again. You know, it's like a drummer, you know, who's got, you know, you know, with the with his foot, like, you know, and, and, and has the ri- <laughs> like he's done like, that's 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 a routine about Brett's, Brett is snorting, this is going off the rails. Let's bring it back on the rails because Jenna Ellis though admitted um, as part of an investigation by the essentially what is the Bar Association of Colorado, the disciplinary authority that has the licensure uh, powers over people being admitted to practice law in the state of Colorado. Um, so. She admitted, though, as part of their investigation, and she was only publicly censured, she didn't lose her license. And and, I, and the reason she didn't lose her license, in my opinion, is because she's such a bad lawyer. She never actually went into a courtroom. So she's saying all of these things in like hotel lobbies and in the media. And if she actually put her name mm-hmm. on any court pleading, they would have revoked her license. But That's the, interesting. The fact that she was so bad actually, I think, uh, made them want to censure her publicly. So what's a public censure versus she could have had her license revoked would have been the most serious. She could have had her license suspended 60 days a year, two years. That would have been the next most serious. A public censure is basically a judge. In this case, the top disciplinary judge in Colorado, the presiding judge saying basically Jenna Ellis is a liar. I am hereby publicly censuring Trump's lawyer Jenna Ellis. I want the community to know that she lies. And you know, on her state bar profile, when people look her up and say, hey, is this a lawyer I'm interested in hiring? It will say warning, basically. This lawyer entered into a a stipulation and was publicly censured for lying uh, in connection with the following stipulated facts. So the idea of a public censure, if you actually care about your reputation, is it'll hurt your ability to get clients, right? It'll always be like a scarlet letter, if you will, on your... Um, on on your practice of law, because anybody will look you up and it'll say, wow, this is a liar. And as part of this public censure, Jenna Ellis agreed to it. So she admits to lying, and there are about 10 or so uh, statements that she admits to lying about. And you can just go through some of them. Um, for example, on November 20th, 2020, Jenna Ellis appeared on mornings with Maria on Fox Business and stated, quote, we have affidavits from witnesses. We have Voter intimidation, we have the ballots that were manipulated, we have all kinds of statistics that show that this was a coordinated effort in all of these states to transfer votes, either from Trump to Biden, to manipulate the ballots, to count them in secret. So she admits here under oath that when she said that, she was lying that that was a false statement, and you can go on to the others, but they're basically all like that of her saying, I lied, here's the list of statements. Now, this can have impact on a few other things that are taking place. That's what I want to talk about as well. So obviously, the Fox trial, the Dominion $1.6 billion defamation case against Fox, essentially seven or eight of those things that she admits to lying all take place on Fox so the fact that she's stipulating that it was it was a lie um, that could potentially be used in that case because it's an under oath stipulation you know it, it could be used as evidence you'd probably have to call her in but you know it's 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 admitted that that it's lying also in Jack Smith's criminal investigation of Donald Trump um, for his you know lies and his, Uh, election-related crimes in spreading the big lie um, and ultimately what led to the January 6th insurrection and even his conduct to this day. The fact that you have his top lawyer, I mean, she was. I mean, that's embarrassing. There's no other way to say it. She was his top campaign lawyer who admits that she was lying in her official capacity as the top campaign lawyer. That stipulation could be devastating in a criminal case brought against Donald Trump by the Department of Justice's special counsel, Jack Smith. And that has not, no, I haven't seen any analysis there, but that's one of the places that my mind went to is that Jack Smith loves this
2: and i'll say this too <laughs> so 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 y'all can't see when we cut to ben fit ben's face like the brett brett let's let's just bring let's just bring it all in again so when we cut to ben and we do close-ups brett has been just still laughing <laughs> nonstop every single time we cut away and he puts himself on mute and it's been one of the funnier things to watch behind the scenes this is what i've always said about jen alice she's going to go down in history for farts and sedition but now I have to add to that. It's farts, <laughs> sedition, and censure. That's what she's going to be remembered for.
3: That's what her great grandkids will know her for. What a total embarrassment. <laughs> and the, the overlapping themes between all these, if I could get through a sentence without laughing, I'm sorry for being immature here, but it's objectively hilarious. Um, what you see time and time and time again, that whether for money, Or for power. Jordy, don't make me laugh. Don't you dare make me laugh. For money or for power, whatever their reason is, these people constantly lie to the public and to the people who trust them when it doesn't matter legally for them. They go on Fox, they lie. They go on TV and other networks. They go to these sham hearings that they hold in hotel ballrooms or whatever the heck they are. They lie. The second they are faced with an actual courtroom. The second they are faced with actual legal consequences, or the second their actual private communications are revealed, their true mm-hmm. thoughts, what they are actually thinking, you see that it is all an act that they know they are pulling a complete fraud on the American people. And they think that their people are stupid. Like to me, the people who should be the most offended by all of this should be the people who've dedicated the last few years of their lives, of their lives to parroting these lies. Those are the people who should be the most upset. Those are the people who are really duped by Jen Ellis, by Tucker Carlson, by Sean Hannity, by Rupert Murdoch. I would be if that were me. But the fact is, you put these people under oath, you see these people's private text messages, you see the reality, you see that they know they are liars, and they've done immeasurable damage to our democracy over these lies. It is absolutely insane that we are now finally peeling back the curtain, and we are seeing these people revealed to be the frauds that we always knew that they were.
0: And it's we're at such a pivotal moment, though, right now. Like, there's so many things happening. Like, a- a- and I always say this to all the Midas mighty, though, whether it's a Jack Smith or an Alvin Bragg or a Fawny Willis or a Biden or whoever it is, whenever I see a comment that's like, when is someone going to do this? Right? When is this group gonna message better? Or when is that? I hear that. I understand that. But I always have this response, which is that you are ultimately the solution. Like you are actually the person that you've been waiting for. And that's what we always want to inspire here within this pro-democracy community that we at the Midas Touch Network, we're not waiting around for someone to message this the right way, right? We're not waiting around for some superhero to show up and save the day. What we are going to do here on this network is tell the truth. And each and every day, I'm going to put it all out on the field for democracy. That's all I can do. So whether it's all the podcast, all the content, all the things that we are building, all the creators that we are bringing to, that's what I can control. So ask yourself, though, after this podcast, like, what can you control? Like, What are the things that are within your, can you reach out to one person? Can you reach out to five people? Can you hold a community meeting? Can you bring people together over drinks? Can you do some other type of gathering? Can you post these things on social media? Can you share one or two videos a day? What is it that you can do in this pivotal moment to fight for democracy? Because if our whole mentality is, when is someone coming to save us, We'll always be waiting. We'll always be waiting. Now is the moment with all of this happening, with all of this being exposed. Because of all of your hard work, you are a part of this we've got real chaos going on in the MAGA Republican side. Things are looking better. Democrats are messaging great. The prosecutions and the investigations are moving in the right direction. And a special hat tip to the lawyers who represent Dominion here, For exposing this magnificently. And so other things start to surface in this zeitgeist, right? Like you start to even see okay, so we know that Tucker Carlson is a complete and utter fraud, but. Let's dig deeper. So other video footage of him starts to surface and you start to see Tucker's villain origin story. And I kid you not, I have the whole theory pretty much locked down on when Tucker Carlson said, Ooh. you know what, I am going to lean in and I am going to create this persona that's a complete lie, destroy our democracy because I care about my own money. And he he is, he admitted it in 2003, he gave an interview. Interview about Bill O'Reilly, who at that time was the main Fox host. And Tucker, who, by the way, was a trust fund kid who was independently wealthy, was in awe of Bill O'Reilly's wealth. And you'll see it at the end where he goes, wow, O'Reilly makes all this money by doing an act, by pretending to be someone that he's not. So watch a young Tucker, he's probably 34 years old here, when he looks in awe of Bill O'Reilly's act. And Tucker's like, in his own mind, I could see him thinking it through and going, I can take that to the next level. Here, play this clip.
4: Another quote from your book, Bill O'Reilly's success is built on the perception that he really is who he claims to be. If he ever gets caught out of character, it's over.
6: That's right. I, I, I say before that, that you know, Bill O'Reilly's really talented. He's more talented than I am. You know, He's got a lot more viewers than I do. He's a better communicator than I am. Uh, but I think there's kind of a deep phoniness at the center of his shtick. Uh, and again, as I say, the shtick is sort of built on this perception that he is the character he plays. He is every man. This kind of—he's po- not right wing. He's a populist. This kind of Irish Catholic populist fighting for you against the powers that be, and that's great as a shtick. But I'm just saying, the moment that it's revealed not to be true, it's over. The moment he gets caught, you know, slapping a flight attendant on the Concorde for not bringing his champagne fast enough or barking at. You know, one of his subordinates to take the you know, brown M&Ms out of my bowl and get me a bottle of Evian or something like that. The second that makes page six, it's over, right? Because the whole thing is predicated on the fact that he is who he says he is. And just... Nobody is that person, especially not someone who makes a million dollars, you know, many millions a year. He
0: does. It's, it's at that. It's at the end where he goes, especially someone who's making many millions of dollars a year. And by the way, at that time, he's independently wealthy. You know, he's a trust fund kid. And I saw one of the comments basically say rich kid brat. And the reality is, you know, you'd be wondering, okay, with these text messages, will it show that he's got a secret line to Putin? Is he actually directing, you know, the Kremlin propaganda? Like, is it cause driven? You know, is he actually working with our enemies? No, rich kid brat. He's a rich kid brat who is, you know, destroying our democracy with this phony thing because he's jealous of people because he's a rich kid brat. And here's the moment though. So Tucker has this in his mind about uh, Bill O'Reilly being great, but there's this moment right here where he goes on Crossfire Live. It's at the George Washington University. That's where it takes place. I was at this event. This was Parents Weekend at GW at the Marvin Center. So I actually attended this thing live, as crazy as it was, in 2003. And John Stewart was invited as a guest to crossfire. And at this time, Tucker was basically, as he said, his ratings were whatever. Um, but he was like more, he, he fashioned himself more as like a moderate Republican and he would give those sides of the debates. But then John Stewart just crushed him, like, like, like just sucked the life out of Tucker. Like you'll see it happen. And to me, after that, that's when Tucker was like, you know what? I can't compete intellectually on these ideas. So, the only way I could make my money and get my views out is if I go full right wing extremist Putin esque propaganda. Watch this moment though for yourselves.
6: Welcome back to Crossfire. We're talking to John Stewart, who's just lecturing us on our moral inferiority. John, you're bumming us out. Tell us, what do you think
5: of the Bill O'Reilly vibrator story? No, oh, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm here to, to confront you because we need help. From the media, and they're hurting us. I made a special effort to come on the show today because I have mentioned uh, this show as being uh, uh, bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not so much that it's bad as it's hurting America. So I, I wanted to but come here today let me, and say, Wait, wait! No, no, I just wait, don't, let me. Here, here, here's just what I wanted to tell you guys. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop, 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 stop hurting America. Okay. I watch your show every day and it kills me. I can tell you a It's it. so, oh, it's so painful to watch. Your partisan, um, what do you call it, hacks. Wait, Sean, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. You have a responsibility to the public discourse and you, you fail job miserably. I think you're
6: a good comedian. I think your lectures are boring. You're, you're
5: on, on CNN. What we say? My, the show that leads into me is puppets making crank phone calls, <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's someone who watches your show and cannot take it anymore. I just can't you fail miserably. I think you need to go to one. Now this right. is theater. I mean, it's, it's it obvious. Is, no, no, it H- is, how old are you? 35. And you wear a bow tie. Yeah, I do. I do, so, I, do. Not at
6: all. I, mean, I do think you're more fun on your show, uh, that's my opinion. But can, can okay. You, yeah. John Stewart goes, you one interesting, his fans. You're as big a dick on your show questions. as you are on any show.
0: Totally brutal. And what's also totally brutal though, you know what that reminds me of though? Some of these committee hearings that are taking place right now where the MAGA Republicans basically are essentially inviting very intelligent, smart Democrats to call them out. Like these MAGA Republicans, thankfully, thankfully their fascism is mixed with stupidity. Thankfully, And thankfully, we have Democrats now who are messaging and exposing them at each and every turn. We got to talk about the committee hearings and we got to talk about President Biden introducing his new budget that will cut the deficit by up to two or three trillion dollars. Like actually like policies and and the MAGA Republicans, they're against it, but they're not They don't want to introduce anything. They just want to (laughs) say how angry they are. We'll talk about this and more when we come back from this quick break.
2: And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Lomi. Now I've never been able to compost before. It was always too
0: complicated, too much
2: work, and frankly, I don't think I even knew exactly if I was doing it right. Then I got a Lomi. Lomi allows me to turn my food scraps into dirt with just the push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns scraps to dirt in under four hours. There's no smell when it runs and it's really quiet. Thanks to Lomi, I have way less garbage each week. My family, we're down from three bags per week to just one. And here's something pretty cool. My wife, she recently started gardening and we've been able to use the dirt that Lomi produces to help fill the garden. And since I got my Lomi, I throw out way less garbage. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane. Instead, I turn my waste into nutrient rich dirt that I can feed to my plants. I feel so great knowing that I'm composting and creating soil instead of waste. And I had basically a limitless supply of dirt from my garden. The other week I had my in-laws over for dinner and the food cleanup process was such a breeze. Plus they all think I'm super eco-conscious now. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas at checkout. Food waste is gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip out to the garbage can. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Neurohacker Qualia Mind. Look, we here at Midas Touch and the Midas Media Network, we are spinning a lot of plates to keep you informed on breaking news content day in and day out. That's why we're so proud to partner with neurohacker Quality of Mind to keep us focused and improve our memories. Transforming willpower and productivity can in turn transform tons of life habits for the better, from workouts to job performance to life goals. And that's why it's so important to have a sharp memory in today's work environment. Look, we've all lost our keys before or forgot something at work and ended up down on ourselves because well how could we forget that well worry no more our sponsor neurohacker combines 28 of the most research-backed nootropic ingredients on earth into the ultimate brain fuel formula quality of mind, and it's been changing people's lives for years now. For my daily mental performance and supporting long-term brain health, quality of mind is indispensable. It's so cool to take a health product where you don't have to wonder if it's working, because it does. I notice the difference in just days, to my focus, my mood, my memory, and my willpower to just get things done. The formula is non-GMO, vegan gluten- free and ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in each ingredient's effect on mental clarity. It's also backed by a 100 day, 100day money-back guarantee. So you have almost three months to try quality of mind at no financial risk and you decide for yourself. Look, see what the best brain fuel formula on earth can do for your mindset. Go to neurohacker.com slash Midas for $100 off. That's only $39 a bottle and a listener of Midas Touch. Please use code Midas at checkout for an extra 15% off your first purchase. That's neurohacker.com slash Midas to try quality of mind with code Midas to experience life-changing mental performance. Let's go. Let's go. We, we, oh, one, man, one, wh- bam, bam, bam. One sec, one sec. Because of my neurohacker quality of mind, I remembered a point I wanted to make in our previous segment that I'm going to say now. Tucker Carlson's name, talking about rich kid brat. His full name is Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson. I mean, it doesn't get more you know sticking your nose up in the and, air than that. And Swanson, and the Swanson. Is from this- the Swanson can, can I finish? I could talk, brat. Thank you. The Swanson comes from the Swanson family fortune, the the family dinners. I mean this kid is he's a billionaire and to take it one step deeper w- w- with Tucker, his mom left the family and be- and lived like a bohemian lifestyle. So all of this 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 genesis of this evil character arc, I mean it's been brewing for for quite some time.
0: He's just playing a character. Look, it says They say leadership starts at the top, right? So when we talk about how these MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives are just so awful and just getting exposed, let's not forget that they are being led by the weakest speaker of the House in history, Kevin McCarthy, right? So the week starts off with um, McCarthy rejecting the invitation from Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to meet and to discuss the situation in Ukraine and get a sense of what's taking place won't even look at it because the MAGA Republicans support Vladimir Putin and because they're pushing pro-Putin propaganda. And they attack daily Vladimir Zelensky. Like they, they call out Zelensky as though Zelensky's Putin. Like that's how they treat Zelensky. Um, therefore McCarthy has to, um, uh, reject any ability to have a conversation with Zelensky. Um, let me show you here. Adam Kinzinger pointed out McCarthy rejects Zelensky invite to visit Ukraine week. Um. So uh, obviously very weak. So does it really shock us that a lot of these other actions are going to be weak? Oh, by the way, while we're learning all about what's taking place at Fox, Kevin McCarthy is requiring that all of the public TVs in the Capitol building play fox as a requirement as a as a mandate that you, they're not allowed to play whatever you want to play it all has to show fox i mean just think about how uh, horrific that is right there and by the way we have here's here's a video this is kevin mccarthy defending tucker carlson and the release of these january 6 uh, surveillance tapes. We'll uh, uh, play this clip. Well, well, we'll 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 take this one in a in a moment or two. But just think about that. We'll get that clip shortly. But just think about that. But now I want to show you the Democrats performing masterfully, a master class by Democrats. First, let's talk about priorities. Right, like the MAGA Republicans are holding hearings about woke the hearing on the woke federal government and AOC said it brilliantly AOC's like we're doing a hearing on woke w- w- what in the world is this here play this clip of AOC Brett.
3: Brett. Well, you send me on a, you send me on another task so i was oh, like
2: Put <laughs> this in the bread file
4: i think we need to have a conversation about priorities here um we're having a hearing right now, and it's about what the that the federal government is too woke. I mean, that's seriously what we're hearing. And then there's no definition of what woke is, but on paper, what's actually being criticized in this hearing is that uh, the, the so-called woke policies are remote work for federal workers, especially those that live in rural areas, um, and those who have disabilities uh paying interns so that critical opportunities don't just go to privileged kids whose parents can afford to, to pay for their rent while they while they go on a free internship that's that is what is woke here that is what the other side is calling woke here making sure that that opm makes uh, can can create opportunities in federal careers for partners of military service members, that's woke. This is the woke alleged takeover that we have. That, that we want wildland firefighters who are putting their lives at risk, increasingly so year after year, that we wanna make sure that they stay on the job and have dignified conditions and not leave because they can earn more money as a greeter at Walmart. This is what, is, this, is what this whole term woke means. Or diversity and inclusion so that the people who work in our federal workforce are actually in proportion to the people that live in this country. This is this this horrifying woke agenda that the other side is trying so hard to block.
0: I talked about it, too, how I thought the MAGA Republicans were overplaying their hands with the woke with the woke thing like they, they, they used it yeah. like yeah. 2019 2020 they weaponized mm-hmm. it like and 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 it was horrible to see but i but people are just like you know enough, enough stop saying that this is woke Bet. what are you even talking about and when they can't even explain what they're talking about i'm going after the woke and people are like can we like go after people who are not letting me get jobs? Like can we focus on jobs <laughs> and yes. healthcare and 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 can we focus on reducing prescription drug prices and can we focus on our veterans? Like can we focus on infrastructure? Like wh- what are you talking about with woke? You know this is what I say like when I wake up in the morning the first thing that I think about is not just imagine, you know your alarm goes off beep 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 beep, beep. you wake up and you go oh woke Whoa w- woke 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 woke. Um, oh pronouns, pronouns! Oh my God, who, who, what, what pronouns are happening today? What pronouns? So you, then you start your day, you, uh, <laughs> you you make you make you make a cup of coffee, and you're like, oh my God, the green M&Ms, <gasps> Mr. Potato Head. Could you believe Mr. Mr. Potato Head? You know, and then you go through your afternoon, and you're like the bath, you know, not because you have to go to the bathroom, but you're thinking about bathrooms, <laughs> B- bathrooms. Oh my gosh, who's using the bathrooms? You know. And then you go through your afternoon and then it's what's going on with dr seuss oh and the, are these disney characters are, are, are what's going on with these disney characters this is really really bothering me and then you go to sleep and then you repeat like what kind of existence is that or is your day hey i'm working really hard today I want to be treated with dignity. I want to have better working conditions. I want to make sure if I get sick or a family member gets sick or a loved one or someone I'm like, I want to make sure people have access to health care and I want to make sure that it's affordable. I want to make sure that if I'm getting insulin that I don't have to pay hundreds of dollars per month. Let's cap that at $35 a month. How, how about we do that? I want to make sure that my family members get a good education. I want to make that accessible. Hey, are we taking care of our veterans when they come home or are we fist bumping and celebrating when we deny them life-saving care when they're exposed to toxic burn pits? Can we focus on protecting and preserving Social Security, protecting and preserving Medicare? Can we focus on, on those types of things like that to me is what we should be focusing on. So then you go, well, why are the MAGA Republicans focusing on all that? Why are they putting that poison in people's minds? Because they want to distract you. It's it's Occam's razor, which means the simplest explanation <laughs> is sometimes the right one. That is what is absolutely taking place there. And it is important and incumbent on us to have these conversations and refocus and reshift back to, hey, this is what's going on. Like, I can't tell you there's so many people who are part of unions, right, who are voting against their interest, workers mm-hmm. who are voting against better wages. Like, so you're voting against less money for you so that the billionaire owner gets more money and fires you? Like, you, you. just to be clear, you realize that that is the policy you are ultimately supporting, like, like, like you realize that under Trump's tax plan, your union fees are not deductible, but that the billionaires, multiple private jets are. And under Biden's, you will actually benefit. So that's a good thing, isn't it? By the way, Brett, I digress for just one moment. Um, people were very harsh on you for not getting that clip. They're used to excellence. <laughs> you didn't deliver the, the, the fumble, Brett. All the video, Brett. Woke up, Brett. I mean, there were so many more, but a lots of lots of harsh. comments. But but care to respond? Um, but AOC raises a great point there. You know, it's kind of like. Okay. You want to go into this woke stuff? Let's talk about the issues that really matter. Here's another great clip. This is from freshman Congress member Jared Moskowitz from Florida's 23rd congressional district. And he says, okay, MAGA Republicans, you want to criticize President Biden's hiring practices? Like that's what we're talking about? Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Donald Trump's hiring practices. Let's have that conversation because you were all saying That you want to go back to the days of Donald Trump hiring? Let's reflect on that. Here, play this clip.
1: What an exciting hearing today. Uh, You know, we heard that we should go back to Trump's hiring procedures. uh, And that, you know, we heard that, you know, we should hire people on merit, you know, like Trump did. Well, certainly wasn't merit when he hired his children into the White House or his stepson. Right. I I assume you weren't the one who approved Jared Kushner's security clearance when security experts said he shouldn't have security clearance. I I assume that wasn't you. Uh,
4: Congressman, I wasn't in the administration at that time. Yeah, no, I
1: I know. Um, You know, I assume you also weren't the person who hired General Michael Flynn. You know, that wasn't your hire.
4: We do career uh, civil service and Hmm. not politicals.
1: Right. Right. You know, I'm not the only one who thought the hiring procedures from the Trump administration were pretty bad. I mean, one of Trump's own allies just said a couple weeks ago that he loves President Trump, but his HR was horrible. In fact, quite frankly, it's President Trump himself that says, quite frankly, his hiring procedures were quite terrible. John Bolton, who worked in the Trump administration, Trump called him a wacko and a sick puppy. Jeff Sessions, who was hired by Donald Trump, was called mentally unqualified. John Kelly, who was hired by Donald Trump, he said Trump said he was way over his head. Rex Tillerson, who was hired by Donald Trump, he was dumb as a rock. You know, Nick Mulvaney, who was hired by Donald Trump, says if there's one criticism that I would level against the president is he didn't hire very well. So I'm, I'm again perplexed. Here we are yet again at another hearing where we want to talk about You know, going back to you know Trump's old good old days, and now we want to bring back Trump's hiring procedures, because you know they're trying to score some points for you. But you know, HR wasn't really a strong suit in the Trump administration. Don't listen to me. I I just listened to Donald Trump. He admits the people he hired were terrible. He hates all of them, in fact, which is an unbelievable sort of event. And so with that, I yield back. Thank you.
0: Which is an unbelievable sort of event. I mean, I just like the subtle jab (laughs) at the end too. And that's true. I mean, let's stop acting like these Trump year. I mean, that's what's so crazy about the MAGA Republican gaslighting. Like, we lived through that time. It was horrible. It was worse than horrible. It was worse than what our worst nightmares, frankly, could have been. About what a Trump presidency was. And the fact that they look at that as great is frankly the same way ISIS looks at Raqqa when they took it over, right? And we're like, that's the paradise. And it's like, no, what are you talking about? That's not that that's that's horrific. And what the world they want to create is a dystopian nightmare. There, there, there's no other way around it but it's why the exhausted majority of pro-democracy Americans need to take a stand, which is what's taking place right now. And we can't be overwhelmed by this MAGA minority of people, this 25% that's loud and obnoxious and annoying and wrong, and just let them wear us out. As I said a little bit ago. That's why we're at this pivotal moment right now. At this moment where they are losing, this is where they get crazier. This is where they get louder. This is their last stand. And the last stand is usually always the most insane, intense. So expect it to just get Mm -hmm really out of hand. But that's why you got to know that that's not strength. That's weakness. So here's an example, Brett, if you can pull up the statement that Trump just made right now, while we've been talking about this, I will show you, I'm not going to read this, but for those listening in audio, it's long. <laughs> <And> it's, been, <laughs> it's very long. Um, And it is him ranting and whining about Alvin Bragg's likelihood of an indictment. Every word here, the Manhattan District Attorney's likely indictment. Every word here is Donald Trump just whining and ranting. And you are going to see him continue to call for the unthinkable. You're going to see him lean more in to dangerous death cult behavior because he's desperate because mm-hmm. he's weak that is why they are doing this because they're exposed and yeah. don't confuse
2: don't confuse loudness for good messaging that's not the case at all in fact, let them have the mics. What we see with the Boberts, with the Marjorie Taylor Greens, with the Gateses, with the Trumps, that messaging, the DeSantis, it disgusts people, absolutely repulses them. And ultimately, the majority of Americans don't even know what the hell they're talking about, these MAGA Republicans. There was a new USA Ipsos poll, for example, that, that said for, um, 56% of people surveyed in this poll thought woke meant something good. It, they attributed it to a positive attribute, meaning that this war on woke that Ben was talking about before, the majority of Americans have no idea what DeSantis or Trump or these MAGA lunatics are talking about. And by the way, your Republican friend who you know likes Donald Trump, they have to then defend these things. When you're trying to have a civil conversation and, and be like, hey, so, so what about that statement do you like? They can't defend that. They just look like fools and over and over and over again, they're going to have to try and defend these indefensible positions A- and they're going to hate it. And it's going to just tear this MAGA Republican Party apart from the inside. Just you wait. Just keep they're
3: watching. really trapped right now because they put all their bags in the metaphorical woke basket, so to speak. Mm-hmm. All of them. Like they have nothing, they've got nothing else. They don't have policy. They can't even put together a budget because once people see their budget, they're going to hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. They can't do anything. So they got to keep doubling down on woke, 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 woke. And now the studies are showing that that's not working, that people actually shockingly view woke as a positive thing. They think it's a positive thing to be attuned to injustice in society. care about equality and diversity, that these are positive things that make America stronger. That's how most Americans feel. Republicans are going to continue to learn the hard way. And whether it's them buying their own BS or them just being concerned about winning their districts or winning a primary, which in all those cases, they need to appeal to the most extremist factions of their party. They could keep doing that and they may solidify their base Make that 20% of people like them even more, 27%, whatever it is, they'll, they'll, they'll be psyched. They'll be super psyched. But all of this, all of these people, every time Marjorie Taylor Greene speaks, every time Lauren Boebert speaks, anytime one of these professional rake steppers speaks, they are voter repellent. They are voter repellent. <laughs> and the contrast that we're seeing right now are these loud maniacs on one side who just are screaming all the stuff that Ben screams, whoa, Dr. Seuss, this, that, making complete fools out of themselves every single day. Let's be straight about what, what we're witnessing here. Mm-hmm. Then you see messaging from Biden's perspective, and you see somebody who's cool and calm and collected. You see people. You see Biden going to Pennsylvania, speaking in front of union workers. You see him not screaming and calling people horse face, not making fun of people's appearance, not screaming about retribution, but you see him promising to the American people. Guess what? You care about social security and Medicare. I'm going to protect social security and Medicare. You care about strong unions. Guess what? So do I. I'm the union president. I'm here for strong unions. Let's make our union stronger. Let's make workers' compensation stronger. Let's help Americans. Let's put together a budget that actually doesn't, advantage billionaires and the wealthiest Americans, but let's put together a budget that actually gives some love to normal working Americans who need help. And that's what we're seeing with this Biden budget that came came out. And Biden now, you see him making a challenge to Kevin McCarthy, to the Republicans. Basically, I showed you my budget, now show me yours. And (laughs) just, they don't want to show them because- Once Republicans do show their plans, which have already been revealed in the press, they're using a Trump CBO guy to make their budget as if that isn't bad enough. But what the details of the plan, as we know them right now, because they haven't actually released their full plan, we know that they want to make deep cuts to health care. They want to try to go back to their old woke, 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 which was the Affordable Care Act. They want to try to get rid of Obamacare again. They want to try to cut food assistance programs. They want to try to cut SNAP food stamps, take all that away. They know that they can't touch Social Security and Medicare anymore because Biden humiliated them on a national stage during the State of the Union. So they go, oh, but we, we haven't been as vocal about Medicaid. Let's take money away from Medicaid. Let's have the Head Start programs. They always go to try to tear apart everything that helps working people in this country. That, that's their yep. goal. And what President Biden does is, hey, he goes, hey, we could afford all these programs. We could keep Social Security solvent. We could keep Medicare solvent. We could expand benefits. In fact, we could have childcare. We could have comprehensive workers' compensation for everybody. That's what his budget is. It's aspirational. You know, it's, these are my values. When you put together a budget as a president, you, you're basically saying, these are my values. This is how I think the country should be run and now it has to be approved by Congress. So is this budget by Biden, will it be approved by Congress in its current form? Not with these House Republicans, but it really shows you where Biden stands compared to where these Republicans stand. I mean, a mandatory billionaire tax, that's what Biden's proposing, and cutting taxes for working families. Republicans hate that. They don't want to see working families pay lower taxes, lower healthcare costs, lower housing costs, improving Medicaid improving Social Security, lowering home energy costs, lowering water costs, building upon the Inflation Reduction Act while the Republicans want to get rid of the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, it absolutely couldn't be clearer. And I, I want to show this quick clip of Biden from today speaking in Pennsylvania about his plan. Because what Biden does so brilliantly also is just look at where he is. For the for the people watching this, look at where he is, look at who he's speaking to, look at the messaging around him, and just look at the contrast by the, by the way he's speaking and the way you see all those Republicans speak, the way you see Trump speak, the way you see Boebert speak. Etc. So here is Biden challenging McCarthy, saying, I'm willing to meet you anytime tomorrow. Show me your budget. Lay it down. Tell me what
5: you want, because I don't know what you want. Here's Biden from today. The fact is that the Speaker of the House has been, he's a very conservative guy, and he has an even more conservative group with him. But he and I met early on and he said, What are we gonna do about the budget? And I said, Oh, let's make a deal. Let's meet. I'm, I said, I'm going to introduce my budget on the 9th of March. You introduce yours and we'll sit down and we'll go line by line and we'll go through it. We'll see what we can agree on and what we disagree on and then fight it out in the Congress. So I want to make it clear, I'm ready to meet with the Speaker anytime, tomorrow, if he has his budget. Lay it down. Tell me what you want to do. I'll show you what I want to do. See what we can agree on and we don't agree on. And let's see what we, we vote on. Now, That's
2: why the... Continue to call him Big Balls Biden. Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Big big Balls Biden.
3: Couldn't have said it better, Jordy. Could not have said it better myself. And when you look around him, as I was saying for the audio listeners, you see signs that say things like "Union Strong," "Made in America," and you see that President Biden is actually trying to cater to voters, normal people, working people in this country. Mm -hmm. I mean, the contrast—you get such whiplash from the contrast of it all. Meanwhile, at the same time, you have somebody like Kevin McCarthy with his immense power as house speaker. What does he decide to do with his power? Present that budget that helps working people? No. He puts a conspiracy theorist, somebody who harasses victims of school shootings, no. Somebody who believes the Clintons were involved in killing JFK, who believes in QAnon. He makes this person speaker pro temp, speaker of the house for the day. That's Come on. Come on. what Kevin McCarthy does. And this this happened. And this should be playing in all Democratic ads. This should be shown to all your family members, all your friends. Let them know who these Republicans are.
1: The Speaker's Rooms, Washington, D.C., March 8, 2023. I hereby appoint the Honorable Marjorie Taylor Greene to act as Speaker pro Tempore on this day. Signed, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House of Representatives.
4: Pursuant to the order of the House of January 9th, 2023, the Chair will now recognize members from the list submitted by the majority and minority leaders for morning hour debate.
3: Shameful. Absolutely shameful, and if that doesn't show you right there the differences in the values of the party, and I read through the main plat the main planks of Biden's budget, they're all pretty normal stuff to me. They're all stuff that I I bet if you didn't have Biden's name next to it, and you went down the street, no matter where you live in this country, by the way, and you said, "Hey, do you like lower housing costs? Mm -hmm. Would you like workers' compensation? Would you want strong? you, You want your union to be stronger? You want to be able to?" negotiate and, and, and get a pay raise from your company. That all sounds good, right? You, want, you like healthcare, right? <laughs> you like healthcare, right? You like your healthcare. You want, you want it to be cheaper, more affordable. Yeah. Okay. okay. These are all good things, right? These are all things that we should all be fighting for. And these should be, frankly, bipartisan issues. It should just be, okay, well, what's the best way to do that? What is the best way to lower healthcare costs? What is the best? But Republicans go in and they just try to burn it all down. But what you are seeing, and Jordy, to your point, is you're seeing just utter desperation right now from Republicans. They don't know how to handle, frankly, the normalcy of President Biden. He is not this radical leftist whatever figure they try to present him, at, him as in their media. He's somebody that is incredibly appealing to working people across this country. Voters who Republicans rely upon to bring them to electoral victories, and that's a huge threat for them. So they just need to scream and shout and do everything they can to try to distract those people. But guess what? It's not working, and the data is already showing that it's not working. And Brett, by the
2: way, man, that Marjorie Taylor Green clip right there, I mean, that should scare the heck out of everybody. That's why it drives me crazy when people say, hey, just ignore them. Why are you even talking about them? Ignore them. No, no, no. Look, there is a critical way to analyze this insane behavior, which I truly believe we bring to this network and which, ever, which our audience really appreciates. If we were to ignore Marjorie Taylor Greene, what does that mean? We ignore her and we don't talk about the times when she literally ran down the street accosting and screaming at a, a student who survived a horrific gun shooting and, and said that he's a crisis actor or the time when she is calling 9-11 a joke, so why? So we ignore that and then we see this clip and then we say, oh, that's a normal, that's a normal person up there. No, there's a way to do it that's not done by legacy media, how we're critically analyzing these people here, which I truly believe will continue to help benefit this country. And I want all of our listeners to take these clips to their friends and show them how scary this could be. But this is why the pro-democracy coalition out there that we bring here, that, that the Midas Mighty brings and their passion every single day is just so amazing. You know, people here, they celebrate democracy. They celebrate this country in a way that's not seen. And that's what I love so much and appreciate so much about everyone who tunes into our network day in and day out, who tunes into the live show. So thank y'all. And let's just keep going because I know you. I know you. And I know you care about this country as much as my brothers and I do. So thank you. We are
0: marching to 1 million subscribers in the month of March. It's not the slogan. Make, it's not the slogan. Make sure you subscribe to our, what was what's your slogan?
2: It's the Midas Million Member Subscriber Marathon Month. It's the Midas Million Member Subscriber Marathon mark.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Try to say that many times quickly. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, also, for our YouTube watchers, subscribe wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search Midas Touch Podcast because in addition to the Midas Touch show that's on YouTube, we also have a lot of other content that we drop on the Midas Touch uh, podcast channel. So, wherever you get your audio, make sure you go there. For just our audio listeners, go subscribe to our youtube channel as well um check us out at patreon.com slash midas touch as well we've got exclusive content on our patreon site become a member at patreon.com slash midas touch p-a-t r e o n dot com slash Midas Touch m-e-i-d-a-s-t-o-u-c-h check out the Midas Touch store at store.midastouch.com for the best pro-democracy gear 100% union made 100% made right here in the USA all the best pro-democracy Midas Touch gear can be found uh, there Um, and I just want to give a special thanks to all the Midas Mighty out there none of this is possible without you we love you we appreciate you. Um, This community together does incredible things together. And we're just so honored and privileged that we could get to host these shows and make these videos um, with you. Um, But this is a movement that is led by you. And we are so grateful and honored to be by your side every step of the way. Jordy, why don't you just remind people of our sponsors and then take it out.
2: Oh, that is a fantastic idea. Look, if you are in the market for some cereal, for a shaving product, for a loamy, for a neurohacker, check us out. It's going to be in the description of the show. Use our codes. They should be Midas on all of them. Uh, But just double check that. And and I love y'all. You guys are the absolute best. And until next time, shout out to the Midas Mighty. The best part of waking up? Magga tears in my cup. Check out the new Magga tears mug available now at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.